Hey everybody, happy Friday. Welcome to Team Talks. This is a quarantine thing we're trying. I think it's good for us to come together and, and just learn and listen to what everybody's working on. Uh, Mitt Shaw, great friend of mine, was fortunate enough to be the guinea pig for the first one. Uh, and I think we had a great talk. I think you guys are really gonna enjoy, we'll try to do a series of these so everybody can listen to learn and, and not feel so alone out there. Uh, so I hope you like it. Enjoy. Welcome, Mitt. Thanks for coming and talking with me. You're looking good. It's good to see your face. Uh, we're doing these installments of Teague Talks, as they say. We just want to reach out and give people content and listen. I think we're all uh, natural people. People. So let's talk. Let's get caught up. This shouldn't take too long, but tell me how life is. Tell me how the work is. Uh, tell me how your hotels are. Let's talk a little defense, then let's talk a little offense. Sure. Well, I, look, I think the thing that's the most important um, that we can always say to each other is to make sure that everybody that we love and care about um, are safe and well. Um, it's, it's interesting, but, you know, that, that, that really is the most important thing that, you know, I think we can all, you know, ask of one another. Um, so fortunately, everyone uh, in our household and, and all those that we care about and, and folks, you know, at the, uh, on, on the team at Noble, um, we're all well. Um, I think we've gotten all used to how to communicate um, on a daily basis, uh, much like we're doing uh, right here. And, uh, you know, this is a, a new technology. Um, it's been around for a while, but it feels like we've all become very adept um, at using it and seeing each other's faces and communicating this way. Um, but I will say that um, kind of in how we're all wired, um, while this, you know, suffices in, in the interim, um, there is nothing like, um, you know, being side by side uh, in the trenches, you know, with your team, um, and having that frenetic energy uh, take place. So I am looking forward to, at the appropriate time, uh, for that to take place. So you're not concerned that this new era that we're in is going to have an impact on the travel industry? Well, look, I, mean, I think there's, um, you know, there's uh, to be seen, um, you know, what happens in the phases until we actually get uh, a, a vaccine um, that, uh, that works. And so whether that's 12 months from now, 18 months from now, um, you know, is unknown. But I think we're going to go through a series of phases between now um, and that point in time. Um, that's going to be about guest safety and employee safety. And, uh, and what does that look like uh, between now and uh, that point? And hopefully there's a therapeutic um, that also comes uh, about during that time period that makes people feel better. So, you know, back to the concern about travel and, and, and tourism coming back. Um, the answer, you know, uh, that, you know, I've always um, uh, thought about in, in over 27 years, every time I thought that there was a, you know, a situation that um, was going to, you know, create great consternation, um, the human spirit um, has kind of led us through. And so this is really about science and the human spirit working together but also us you know, working together as an industry to figure out how do we really um, you know, put out there what the new standard of care is going to be. I think the HLA has done an incredible job um, in this crisis, um, you know, and a lot of that legwork has gone on you know, in years past by really getting the leaders in our industry to be a part of you know, a single association that can have a unified voice. I think that's been very beneficial uh, in Congress, but I also believe this can be extremely uh, valuable um, in how um, the, 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 the people, um, you know, think about travel um, going forward and in this kind of this new uh, phase of, of, of where we're at. And so whether that's, you know, the cleaning systems that take place, 
um, and how to how to appropriately sanitize a room such that you know if you're a customer and and you're you know wanting to stay in a hotel um, that you know you know that it's been sanitized and it's been um, you know that that there's there's a, a check of authenticity around that. Um, how do you protect uh, guests? I think you're going to see um, interesting changes in the in the check-in experience that you know that will take place. Um, I, I believe that the advances that have been made with kind of kiosk and mobile check-in and, 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 you know, and, and, um, and mobile key and the like um, will become that much more uh, valuable. I think you'll see changes in terms of housekeeping uh, standards. There'll be a deep sanitation, you know, clean at the very beginning. There'll be minimal, if, uh, if any, um, housekeeping during the stay. Um, and then there'll be a sanitization afterwards. I believe that you'll find that food and beverage of how we have seen it in the in the past, um, especially in the select service extended stay space, you know, with these buffets and the eggs and all of that, um, to really change dramatically um, and, and, and kind of, you know, where, where things go uh, in, in, in the future. And so, you know, there's going to be a lot of things that are going to change, but I believe at the very beginning, we've got to make sure that as an industry, each brand is going to want to come out with like, oh, here's our new clean room. I and mean, here's how it's going to work, et cetera, right? Because it's, you know, they all think that, you know, being the first mover. But the reality is, is that, you know, the industry, um, I think, will all kind of come together, much like the airline industry has, and say, here's a new standard of care uh, that takes place. And I think that's going to bode well for the customers feeling like, you know, they're entering into a safe environment. Yeah, I think it's so spot on. And I think that's kind of the fun conversation. What's our world going to look like when we do come out of this? I mean, yeah. two years from now what's how are things going to change and i do think you're right on there's going to be a material difference right you know I look hope like people continue to travel i hope this doesn't impact that but i don't know are people still going to sit in the middle seat two years from now yeah look i think it's yeah, we're, we're we're trying to focus on what does the next three months look like yeah uh, what does the next six months look like you know um there's lot there's lots of interesting discussions you know, on the NBA front, um, which is near and dear to both of our hearts, you know, I think there was optimism a few weeks ago that we could get, you know, um, teams assembled in, you know, in Vegas and or, or, or the Bahamas, quarantine them, get them to play without fans, you know, have a playoff, you know, in, in, in August. Um, it, we're still early to figure out if that's feasible or not, right? Um, I think the goal is, is that how do you go play college football? You know, athletic directors around the country um, really have to make this decision in the month of June, um, whether or not we're going to play college football, A, and then B, play college football with fans, um, you know, in, uh, in the stadium. It's a big deal to, you know, to universities in terms of just their budgets, you know, across. And so if you think about our space in terms of the hotel space, you know, we, we've got obviously a lot of different kind of, you know, parts of our of our industry. You've got the resorts, you've got the large convention and conference hotels, and then you've got, you know, the select service and extended stay business, which, you know, populates a lot of, you know, the time you and I spend together and, and certainly, you know, the great conference that, um, you know, Hunter puts on every year um, and, and constituency. So I think we all understand that um, the transient business is going to move differently than the group business, um, that individual travelers for both leisure and for business um, have always behaved differently than that, you know, group traveler. Um, and this case should not be very different. Um, if we can actually restart the economy in a safe way and people can get back to normative behavior, um, it is likely one of the first things that people want to do is to get away out of their homes, to go somewhere with their families relatively close. 
Um, and, and separately, you know, when the dust settles, going out and seeing your key constituency. Um, and, and that means, you know, you're going to be going to New York and, and meeting with, you know, with, with folks. Uh, I'm going to be, you know, uh, on, on the road and, and, and meeting with folks and doing what is um, a part of, of how we engage and, and how we, you know, build our, our businesses. Um, that's normal um, in terms of, of behavior. I, I go back to when you and I were much younger and we saw the tragedy of 9-11 unfold. Um, I remember conversations we would have. It says, like, how does travel resume in any way, shape, or form when we have just witnessed, you know, something like this take place? You know, how do people feel safe about getting on an airplane? And the reality is, is that we put in safety measures and protocols that you didn't know 100% that they were safe, but it made you feel safe. And over time, um, it proved out that, you know, it did create, you know, real safety in terms of travel. And then the human spirit took over. And I believe that what we have to do today is to make sure that we provide that kind of safety uh, to our, you know, guests, um, to our employees, you know, that are that are, you know, uh, in our hotels, um, and then just ensure the fact that, you know, uh, we we stand behind it. Singapore has done some interesting things, you know, with that kind of in an early adopter um, fashion with their SG Clean. Um, they essentially, um, you know, require um, you know hotels to have an ambassador. Um, you know, of, 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 you know, sanitary and cleanliness. Um, and then they've got protocols that are in place. And it's about how do you make sure that your employees are, you know, are well, how do you make sure, you know, guests and the check-in experience and what happens if there's an incident, et cetera. You know, I suspect that something like that uh, will be put in place um, that will allow, you know, hotels uh, to operate by a certain um, standard of care that will make, you know, customers feel better. Uh, about, you know, going in until there's a therapeutic and uh, a vaccine. And as psychology is a big piece, we get used to it, right? We're now used to security lines. Heck, we're right. sort of used to staying at home now and social distancing and wearing masks in public. So I do think the psychology shift will be interesting. I think we'll be comfortable with it. I'm, I'm amen with you on the human spirit. I'm pulling for that. I think that'll always pull, pull us through. So I think it'll be good. It'll just be fascinating to see how we change. Uh, tell me what kind of impact has this had on the fundraising side of the business? Are we even having fundraising conversations or are we, I know you're not in the middle of a raise. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So look, fortunately for us, you know, we've, we've, um, we've got a lot of dry powder in our current fund series yep. that, um, that we've held on to. Um, you know, I think it's interesting, you know, people right now from the, you know, in, in, in terms of our LP group, which as you know, or, you know, some of the foremost, state pension plans and yep. university endowments and foundations. They're really trying to figure out um, what their current exposure is right now. Um, and so if you think about what they invest in, they invest in everything from the public markets and the private markets to energy to, you know, to various other, excuse me, alternatives and, and, uh, and, and, and bonds and the like. Um, and it's right now, you know, with uh, kind of, you know, uh, public valuations bouncing around a lot of place, um, essentially the denominator effect, you know, there's, so there's a balance of, of, you know, public market, you know, public market exposure, private market exposure. So the public market exposure drops in value significantly, then that gives you less ability to, you know, kind of balance that with private market exposure. Yep. Right? Uh, and so um, also, you know, um, Every quarter, closed-in private funds are required to mark to market, essentially deem what a valuation of you know their portfolios would look like as of March 31st. 
Um, it's a great question, right? You know, like what, what, what would that really mean if you had to go and, and sell your assets as a March 31st? So it's almost, it's fictional. Um, and, and what you've seen is, you know, Tom Barrick at, at Colony kind of came out and said, hey, we've got to eliminate all these, you know, poorly marked the market in this time period because you could have a scenario whereby yeah. March 31st yeah. is like this, but June 30th is like this. And then, you know, you're creating all this consternation kind of in the interim. But let's assume that, you know, kind of you, you, you move on. Um, I think it's going to be a period of, of a real dynamic uh, within kind of the investor universe. And even the pro those that kind of get private investments. Um, you know, I remember in 2000, um, we had, um, you know, uh, one of our early private funds. And there was a lot of uh, individuals um, that uh, were in that, you know, private fund. And we made a capital call, uh, you know, in, in 2000. And I got a number of calls back and said, I don't know that I can make the capital call. Like, Why is that? I said, I had all this money in technology stocks, all these things that were going to, you know, com that blew up, right? And it's like, I don't know that I've got the ability in which to kind of go and, and do that. And I think what you're going to find just in this interim piece, everybody knows that there is going to be opportunity out of this crisis. And, you know, when you look at travel and hospitality specifically, you see what's happening on the public side. You know, you see kind of where, you know, private, you know, individual owners, you know, are, are going to have some issues kind of coming through the PPP program and what happens when you've got to resize, you know, a loan, um, you know, uh, sometime, you know, over the next, you know, uh, six, nine, 12 months. Um, and, and, you know, with cash flow being, you know, kind of the worst on a T12 basis that we've ever seen. That that's going to, to you know, allow, you know, capital to be deployed um, across a wide spectrum of, of different opportunities. So I think that there's a balance. Right now, it's it's about, you know, uh, it's kind of like the hotel side, right? You know, kind of figure out how do you get to phase one um, and through phase one and, uh, and then, you know, get into phase two. Um, and uh, we don't see, you know, there's been some things you've probably seen that have been out in the marketplace, primarily, you know, being sold by public REITs. Um, that have gotten, you know, um, you know, uh, a little bit of, you know, of, of visibility, but no conclusion, right? There's no trades that are happening uh, and, and the like. So, you know, we do believe that um, as we get towards, you know, the third quarter of this year, um, there will be visibility on what bottom um, kind of has, you know, looked like, um, you know, for, for, for our industry. I think it gives better clarity for everybody in terms of what to do next. I love it. I love it. Our heads are in the same spot. We're seeing the same thing. Um, Mitt, thanks for coming. Let's keep these up. My final question is, I, I think you hit on it, but I, I want to know, are we playing basketball this year? When's the next time you and I get to go to a game? It's a tough question, Teague. I'll tell you, I no. thought two weeks I thought two weeks ago um, there was um, a better than 50-50 chance that we play basketball um, and you know, watch, we would watch basketball being played Right. Um, with no fans, and we crown a champion uh, in, in, in the NBA um, before Labor Day. Um, I'm now, you know, less optimistic. Um, I believe the NBA will probably make a decision, you know, in the next 30 days um, or so. My real concern isn't that. It is when we do reopen um, and we do start our season again. Let's assume for a moment that that season starts um, with on Christmas Day. You know, December 25th, you know, we have NBA games, et cetera. But now we got a new season that starts. We don't compete with college football. We don't compete with the NFL. We get to go through and, and actually have our playoffs in the summer. I was on an owner's call last week um, that, that kind of went through the dynamics. It's better for TV. It's better for the fan experience, et cetera. But here's the question. When do we allow people back into arenas? 
You can't social distance in an arena. When you have hey, a you know, right. Hey, Teague, um, you've got two seats. You can only have one of them now, yeah. right? You know, that doesn't work, right? And the cost of that. So can we be at a point by the end of this year where we're allowing 20, 30,000 fans in arenas uh, on, you know, uh, you know, three, four times a week, you know, on, on home arena uh, to, to socialize them? A lot has got to take place between now and having to make that decision. Um, therapeutic and on our way to a, to immunization, but it's also the human spirit, right? It's also people feeling like they can kind of engage in that. I think we'll 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 know a lot more uh, by the time we get to the end. I think you're right, and I, again, I've I've listened I'm, for passion. I don't have the connection you do, obviously, but starting the NBA in December, going January, February, going that I think is. I love it. I mean, yeah. why not try it, right? Yeah. Let's go see. Yeah. Let's see what it looks like. And I think more and yeah. more of that's going to happen out there in the world. Yeah. It also gives the, it also gives the league time yep. in which to kind of watch this play out as well, right? Which is before it's supposed to try, you know, starting traditionally as we did in October. Because you don't know, but are we playing football, right? That's the next question. That's a big question. And listen, there's a lot of, there's a lot of schools that can't survive without the revenue that college football provides. You're already seeing it. I mean, it's just, you know, you're, you're seeing schools cut programs. You're seeing there's just, you know, there, there's, there's a lot of dominoes to fall. Look, on a personal level, you know, we want to send our kids back to college, right? You know, while our son will graduate without a, a ceremony, right, and, and go on to, you know, to, to work, um, you know, our, our daughter, you know, who, who, you know, will finish her freshman year at home, you know, you want that experience for her to happen, but you also want her to be safe. So how do, you, how do you get students back on campus? Well, you test all of them, then you quarantine the ones that don't, you know, that, that don't test well, but then you gotta make sure that those that don't test well stay quarantined, and those that do test well don't go off the reservation, right? You know, and it, it's just, it's super complicated, right? Especially when you're talking about, you know, the human spirit. So um, those, are all, those are all things, yeah. First things first, let's, let's, let's take the first step. Let's create, let's make sure that our guests feel like there's a safe environment awaiting them uh, when they're ready to travel. Let's make sure that, you know, our employees feel like, you know, they've got a work environment that's also going to be safe and protected. I think that's a good next start for our industry. Well, with leaders like you and Arnie and, and many others in our industry, uh, we, we, we're going to do great. We're going to come out of this really well. There's brilliant minds talk about this all day, every day. Uh, and I agree with the human spirit, so we'll come out of this just fine. Very good. Nick, you're the man. Thanks for the time. Thanks, buddy. It's great seeing I'm you. I'm ready man. to get back on the golf course together. Uh, I agreed. Let's do it soon. Take care. Yeah. See you.